Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 137 in the book of Acts, and we're in the podcast Be With Me, and we are following Paul through the book of Acts, mostly. We're following the Holy Spirit, mostly. Um, when we left Paul, he was involved in some sort of a vow that didn't violate his conscience. His purpose was to help uh, join Jews and Gentiles in the new church. He was certainly motivated by unity, no question about that. And he uh, has been kind of walking the line of what is the relationship between previous history and specifically Jewish heritage and what role that has to do with the new church. I think he uh, thought or stopped short of sacrifice, of blood sacrifice of animals, because that I think would have violated the conscience of any biblically savvy person, and since Paul was involved in writing the Bible, let's call him biblically savvy. Uh, the story today is half about Jews and half about Romans, and uh, Paul has finished the third missionary journey. He's brought a gift to the Jews. The first sentence is happy, and then it gets nasty, and here's the nasty part. So Paul gets arrested today. This is Acts chapter 21. Verse 27, when seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, the Jews from Asia, that means Ephesus. They had Jews there from Ephesus, uh, 600 miles away, crying out, men of Israel, help. This is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere against the people and the law and this place. Moreover, he even brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously seen Trophimus the Ephesian, who they would have known because that's they're from his hometown, with him in the city, and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Then all the city was stirred up, and the people ran together. They seized Paul, dragged him out of the temple, and at once the gates were shut. And as they were seeking to kill him, word came to the tribune, so now we're talking about the Romans. This is the second half. The tribune, that's a person of the cohort, that all Jerusalem was in confusion. He at once took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. And when they saw the tribune and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. No kidding. Then the tribune came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. He inquired who he was and what he had done. Some in the crowd were shouting one thing and some another, and as they could not learn the facts because of the uproar, he ordered them to be brought into the barracks. And when he came to the steps, he was actually carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd, for the mob of the people followed, crying out, away with him. All right, so the big issue here is what's the relationship with the temple, um, and the accusations are brought by Ephesians Jews who have either followed Paul for six or 700 miles. Uh, that's by sea. And if they take the land route, it's 1,100 miles back to Jerusalem. Or uh, they just happen to be in uh, Jerusalem. Remember, there was a riot in Ephesus where they were from. The riot was primarily not from the Jews, actually. It was from the worshipers of Artemis, the pagan worshipers, and the silversmiths and the, the business people that were making a profit off, off of that, the Jews were actually uh, sidelined. Uh, 
there, there's an appeal to the Jews, the Ephesian Jews appeal to the Jerusalem Jews and say, men of Israel, help. And then they make some, some accusations. The accusation revolves around the temple of Israel. Now, this is, think about this. It's 20 years after Jesus was crucified, and now Paul still finds himself in the temple. He still feels a green light to go into the temple. Remember at his conversion, Ananias tells Ananias that Paul is going to be my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles. But it goes on. And it says also, and kings, and then also the children of Israel. And here we see Paul, 20 years later, obeying that and still bringing the word to the uh, to the Jews and to the uh, Greeks. And we remember in Athens, he reasoned both in the synagogues, in the marketplace, and apparently he's still doing that. All right, so the temple has always, so let's get this straight about the temple. The temple has always had a place for Gentiles, uh, but there's boundaries. So the Lord, if you read the Old Testament, secretly he's always had this remnant of non-Jewish people that have been following the nations, foreigners, devout people, people that are, as the New Testament likes to call it, near to the kingdom. The accusation is that Paul has been against all people, the law, and this place, the temple. And in a sense, it's true. Um, I can certainly see how they made the argument that the relationship or the emphasis or the obligation is now different. So a mob is gathered, which is people running together with kind of crazy ideas. They seize and drag and they want to kill Paul. And then the Romans get involved. Now, the tribune is a person. He's the commander of a thousand people, uh, soldiers, a, uh, 10 of them centurions and 900 of them, the, uh, 990 of them soldiers. They're located in the Tower of Antonia. That's where they report for work. It's right there, right where this mob was gathering. The Romans were. Uh, There's a thousand soldiers or however many soldiers were on duty at the time ready to go. They could see it from the tower of their building. So they rush in. They like you're fighting two year olds. You separate them. You and then you try to figure out what's going on. The the tribune is the person who's in charge of figuring out what is going on. He can't figure it out. So he arrests Paul and brings him into the uh, uh, fortress of Antonia. So think about this. It's the same. So uh, compare what's happening to Paul, what happened to Jesus. It's the same city, Jerusalem. These are the same Jews that are stirring up the crowd. It's the same Romans uh, that are the conquering uh, empire. The same soldiers. It's the same building, the same fortress, uh, and it's the same plea that that was that is used against Jesus, which is away with him. The people for Jesus added, "Crucify him." And it's the same kind of a Roman guy in charge trying to figure it out, just like uh, uh, in Jesus's time. This, the similarities are obviously not lost on Paul, and I imagine he considered it an honor. When the apostles were arrested <clears throat> in Acts 5, they said uh, when they left the presence of the council, they were rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And I think Paul here today, with all these similarities uh, to to uh, Jesus, he was honored 
for their dishonoring. Thank you for listening.